shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for you dwells between the cherubim shine for have come has come that you will bless us again oh father we are hungry for blessing Father, we are ready for blessing. Father, bless us again. Trust mercy in blessing us. You say to Abraham in blessing, I will bless you. Oh, show us mercy in blessing us. Mercy in blessing us. Mercy in blessing us. May we be blessed. May we be blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I welcome you all this morning again. It's glad to be here. It's an awesome place to be in the presence of God. Uh, my brother Kay, you're welcome, sir. Is it this my brother? Is uh, many people don't know, but he, he has a lot of ministration of angels that come upon him. Uh, amen. I've known him for years. You know, I've been trusting God to give me even the sight to see the grace upon his life. Amen. And as we were singing, it was angels. An angel was upon him speaking that we are many. We are coming. We are coming to man. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is uh, and it's not just here. Based on prophecies in Lagos, in EGFM. Angels are coming to visit man even in this season. Amen. And a proof of that is that when you know something, your enemy, angels are coming, right? Because from Satan's mind, angels are his enemy. Amen. What would you do? You would try and do something upon the face of the earth as against what God is bringing. So as we are seeing today. Amen. So uh, what we are seeing today was darkness trying to preempt what God wants to do. They get that before God will come, they will bring their own wind. Because God is sending angels to walk with men. And this is Bible, Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. It says, And that time Michael, the chief prince, shall stand for the children of thy people. Amen. I won't go into it, but it's there. Amen. Of angels coming upon the earth to walk with men for the stealing of men. For the what God is doing in this what we call you can call it the end time season end time doesn't mean that per se is coming tomorrow end time could mean a generation it could mean uh, our generation will be a generation of the end so we may be here to when we are 100 we may even be the generation after us but it's a season is a time called the end which has come upon us praise the name of the lord hallelujah amen uh, so it's good to allow such ministrations to flow amen so that we know what God is doing in our time. Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, you're going to help me today. You're going to be my Bible reader. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't have too much strength. It's funny. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Let's open our Bible to Hebrews chapter 1. 
You can read for us uh, to verse 5. Hebrews 1 from verse 1. God, who at some times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he had appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. A son. Praise the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> huh? This being, this being, I say this, this creature called the son of God, this being called the son of God, this being called the son of God, God, Jesus Christ, if men know what is inside him, we will stop playing with other things, they get me, if we know what the, what this man holds, what this man has, what this man capacitates, what is inside this man, just this man, Amen. Just take for example verse 4. Being made so much, not just better, being made so much better than angels. Now, all the cause of our problems on earth, who, who, who causes it? Angel. Huh? An angel. An angel. Not so? Right? Lucifer fell, he didn't only fall, he now took one third of heaven. Of seraphims with him and they fell together so all the cause of all your problems is what angels is an angelic problem <laughs> the cause of the problem in this world is an angelic problem not so falling angels hmm? uh, they don't they don't like to be exposed like this they rather you think you don't know their origin no those those evil spirits that babala uses they are what? Fallen. Fallen angels. They don't want you to know. They just think, they want you to feel mysterious. They're not mysterious. They used to be boys who used to serve God before. <laughs> they fell. All of them. You know, when you demystify them, demystify some things, Babala will look like nothing to you. You know, Babala wants to say, oh, they have this power, the gods of, my gods of Okun. English, they're just fallen angels. <laughs> Amen. But when you don't say that name, I'm out your, your face is like, ah. Not knowing what? They are angels who used to serve God before. Are you, are you with me? Yes. So sometimes people will be afraid of Amadioha more than pastor, <laughs> more than church. Huh? Not knowing that Amadioha was a small boy in heaven before he fell, and there is nothing. There is no problem you have in life that wasn't originated by an, in, by an evil spirit who used to be an angel. Amen. Mm. It's tell me now, is there any problem? Wicked men. Let's take Hitler, for example. Hitler was in prison. Let me just use him as an example. I read his story, Men Can, he had a book. He wrote that book in prison. Everything he did while he was leader of Germany. 
he wrote in that book. So it means while he was in prison, an evil spirit was talking to him. Mm-hmm. Meaning a fallen angel was giving him wisdom, was teaching him. Because in prison, there's nothing else to do now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you be doing? So if, you have, if God is not helping you, what will happen? He definitely will assist. And I tell God today, you know, Kanye West, how many of us know Kanye West now as a born-again believer? He's going to do in prison ministry. And when I see some of the videos, I'm so blessed. You see prisoners, mass, they are worshipping God. They are giving their life because if they, they, they be working, if Kanye West, <laughs> if, if the man that is talking can, can confess Jesus, me too, who am I? <laughs> they are giving their life to Christ. A mass in prison. Why? Because think about the prison ministry, all those things. Because these people, amen, these people don't really have, they don't really have, they have time. We, we don't have time. We go to work more. We have, we have work tomorrow, Monday to Friday, Saturday. Even while we are here, we are thinking about the work that we have to go and meet this after we live here. Amen. But in prison, they don't have work. They don't have Monday to Friday. They don't have 9 to 5. They don't have any of those stresses. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, no, no, I, I'm sorry. I'm just... <laughs> 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 I'm very good. I'm going to in trouble. Wow. So, and I noticed that uh, we, we do this Hope Mission Outreach, right? Once every quarter. And to the homeless, I've never seen crowd like that. Too. Like you know, I mean, outside church, all of them will come. <laughs> I'm like, what did that? Is it that they like Jesus this much? And I'm not really sure that's the case because all of them are drunk at this. But they don't have anything else to do, so they are doing an event. We play keys for them. We play music for them. We teach them. And you know, some people are, are liking. Some people are just there, just there because they are there. You get me? <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, wow. Do you see that? Mm-hmm. So it means that uh, an idle m- mind, ah, mm. uh, when you have I- I- idling, a season of I- idleness, what happens is that uh, spirits perch. They will come. Ah, uh, but thank God, they are not only evil spirits. There's also Holy Ghost. Yes. And they say, are they not minister, ministering spirits sent forth to minister unto them who believe? Heirs of salvation. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, it, so that means that why Hitler was in prison, huh? an idol, somebody, one evil, terrible, I don't... Terrible spirit was feeding him all this information. Then he now wrote it in a book. Meaning that, that book, Mein Kampf, was actually a summary of his thoughts that came out in prison. And let me just let you know, you don't own any of your thoughts. Amen. And you may be wondering, what am I saying? Um, the Bible says to me that that which is seen is what? Temporal. And that which is not seen is what? Eternal. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Do you do any of you see your thoughts? Do you know how they are generated? How you wake up in the morning and just start thinking something? Were you the one who manufactured it? Did you while you were sleeping? Were you also walking and manufacturing what you are going to think when you wake up? No. Amen. It means that 
your thoughts come from somewhere. Yeah. Amen. They are not your own. You, although you can claim patent on it, say this is how James is really does. I, what James is, is a convoluted summary of what I learned from my environment, from my father's house, uh, from my school, my peers. Amen. Amen. Meaning, what am I saying from this world? That's what I'm saying. Because the psalmist says, For my mother's womb, I was conceived in what? In sin. It means that once I came out from my mother's womb, all that began to formulate me, amen, was what? Sin. Is that not Bible? Mm-hmm. The, uh, the sin that they are talking about there, amen, not to just even go too deep. They are talking about it's not just the fruit of sin, it's the root. There's a program called sin. Mm-hmm. Meaning, for my mother's womb, I was taught how to live outside God. Mm. I was taught how to live without God. I was taught how to live my life, manage my life without getting God involved. Mm. So that's why sometimes some people feel that they are doing God a favor by serving God. Because somewhere I can do it by myself. I can live, I can exist by myself. Who gave you that strength? Who taught you how to be a man without God? Mm. It's called sin. Mm. That is the original sin. Because the person who started sin was serving God and learned how to live outside God. He's the one who originated it. Mm. Then he now came to one man, Cain. And began to knock at his door. Mm. Sin lieth at thy door. Mm-hmm. And whilst Cain was still in the presence of God, he began to teach Cain how to also leave, leave. <laughs> turn around and leave God's presence. The same formula. The same formula. <laughs> exactly. So he's the father of it. Mm. That's why from our mother's womb, we see some some have you seen some strong men before? So a woman, we have you know, we've grown up, we have our formulation. We know how to, if we are serving God, we are submitting, but really we still have the wisdom if we need to as a backup plan. <laughs> Amen. In case God doesn't show up, we have a backup plan in case God doesn't show up of how to live my life without God. Pay adventure, God doesn't show up. That program is called sin. Amen. And it's not easy to delete it. In fact, you cannot delete it by yourself. You need somebody who was made so much better than angels. Because the origin of your problem was an angel who uttered sin. So you need somebody who is made so much better than angels. Because it means he's also so much better than sin. Ha. <laughs> he who had no sin he mastered how to live without that program Kai Jesus Christ this man <laughs> so who is this Jesus we, are not, we don't know him Amen. You know we are, we play with him sometimes we compare him really. sometimes you know some people you know, I watch some movies I watch some movies where uh, you know, and, and it happens because I know it happens. You know, you know, some of us come from Nigeria, where some Nigeria movies where some people 
they go to church to ask pastor to pray for them, but they also go to us in back up. Yeah, ask Babala where we shall go, remember? Just in case to see which one is going to work. <laughs> because why? They don't trust that Jesus is strong enough. Mm. They are somehow there is this sense that Jesus, you know, Satan too is also very strong, can be compared. It's like they are comparing themselves with what they are not mates, they don't compare. Mm. It's called so much better than angels. So much better. And these angels were saying that it's so much better are ah, not even fallen angels. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. But let me tell you a flip side to it. Hmm? Let me tell you a flip side to it. Amen. <laughs> you know, Satan knows he's, he's not stronger than God. Hmm? Even demons, they tremble at his presence. They know they are not, they can't even compare, they are not even close. So he doesn't wrestle in that direction, doesn't fight. But he has something called wisdom. I, I know that guy well. From Genesis, you know him. Why didn't he go to Adam? Mm-hmm. <laughs> eh? Because at that point in time, Adam was actually stronger than him. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we know what we lost when we are giving ourselves to that, to Satan, you don't. Adam was actually the god of this world. Mm-hmm. Eh? It was in Eden, it was naming animals, mm-hmm. managing the world. He was God in the world, Adam. But God was his God. Mm-hmm. But later on, when Jesus came, who did Jesus say is the God of this world? How did he get it? <laughs> Do you know, let me tell you a secret. Do you know, praise the name of the Lord. The one who gives, gave you seed is the one who controls you. Amen? Because the man is the head of the woman, not so? Mm-hmm. And it's the man who gives the woman seed, not so? Yeah. So the woman, that order is that the woman submits to the man, to her head. And what does the, what the, the woman is one who carries babies, but there is no baby without seed. So where does the seed come from? From the head. So by Lucifer giving Adam his seed, Lucifer became his head. That's it. Mm. So if you are the God of this world, if I can give you my seed, I become <laughs> I become on top of you. That's how Satan took over. That's how he still remains the prince of the power of the air. Is men that are, Jesus has already destroyed him. Is we men who are keeping him there by living his life. Mm. That's all. Amen. 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 By doing what? By living his life. What do I mean by living his life? You may be born again, but you are still having malice, Mm -hmm. anger, Mm -hmm. unforgiveness, (laughs) ability to live outside God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if I'm communicating. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
ability to calculate one's life outside the program of God. As long as that ability is still there. Because who fathered that thing? Before Lucifer turned, nobody knew what it was called. There was no technology called living outside God. Think about it. All of them, all of them were worshipping God. They did not know anything else. There was nothing called how to Google it and manage life outside. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not hitting Google. I'm just, I'm just using it to show example. Amen. Let me be careful. <laughs> I know people are like that listening. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. But there was nothing called how to research my life without God's impute. There was nothing called that in existence. Somebody uttered it. His name is Lucifer. Meaning the guy started a new life program. Kai. And because he was kind of like their pastor in the Mount Zion, if you read Ezekiel chapter 28, going to and fro the stones of fire, he was ministering. They knew him well, those seraphims. He started teaching them something new. Amen. He started talking to them. He started preaching to them. Then over one third, about one third of them, decided to follow him. He said, oh, this is new. He likes new things. <laughs> he decided to follow him. And then they cast them all out from heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, am I right? You see that in Ezekiel 28, right? When I was talking about the king of Tar. If you go down to about verse 14, thereabouts, talking about the king of Tar, you see that. Or Azar chapter 14 as well. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. I am not going to rush today. Amen. Hallelujah. Kai. Somebody spoiled things. What was, what was the thought? What was the merchandise? Not so funny. It says multitude of merchandise. Because of the multitude of merchandise, thou defiled thy sanctuary. He was thinking. 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 There must be another way. Can I live? I can live outside. I don't need God. I must live. I can live. I can. Kai. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing that? Let's not, de- let's not deceive ourselves. Are you seeing that seed is also in us? Mm-hmm. Don't we think like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are we not smart boys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are sharp. So, even in the, your process of submitting to God, you are, you are negotiating. Okay. This one, by the time you, you God, you God, you sing yourself. Okay, this one, I will give this one. I will not give that one. You get me? It's a negotiation process. But thank God for Christ. Christ knows how to negotiate too. <laughs> Christ will negotiate with you as well. Taking you, even if you give Christ ten percent, he will take it. He will wait. He wait for the next opportunity to give twenty percent. You keep increasing. Then the time will reach thirty fold. And the time will reach sixty fold. Then you now reach hundred fold. And Christ now owns you fully. Amen. 
<laughs> so Christ is God's negotiator. God doesn't negotiate. In whom there is no darkness at all. So he now made a way called Christ to bring us back to himself. To negotiate us back to himself. Praise the name of the Lord. Kai. Amen. Amen. So much better than what? That he obtained a, a, an inheritance and he had by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. By inheritance means by what he carries. It means there is something that Jesus carries because angels carry something. Are you with me? Word. Hmm? Now, who is Lucifer? Jesus called him the father of lies. It means he carries something. He has mouth too. He's a preacher. But that preaching is called what? Lies. But many people believe a lie. Not so? That's Timothy. <laughs> many people believe a lie. So, it means that this guy Lucifer has been preaching to men from the moment you were born. When you will be playing, maybe outside home with your uncle, and you and your brother are fighting, maybe family and kid, your uncle will be encouraging you people. <laughs> 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 Femi, you have, you have, is it Femi? You are a senior. He's not supposed to talk to you like that. He's supposed to slap him when he talks to you, anyhow. Who is teaching you? Huh? <laughs> or. I remember, I used to remember this one very clearly when I was in GSS. It was all taught me. In fact, no, not in GSS, primary school. I remember our lady of, I went to Catholic primary school, our lady of uh, Fatima in Aguda. So really. <laughs> I, live, I, I live like five, ten minutes from there. Are you serious? Oh, wow. That's <laughs> awesome. So, so, I remember... There was one time, you know, I remember I had this friend, Clifford. He was once more, the boys were once more, we were going, maybe it's lunchtime, we want to go and buy a snack. The boy will see maybe 10 naira on the floor. The guy just quickly. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I was learning skills. <laughs> Who was teaching me? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Let me not go into my second school. I want Let's not go there. Oh, my expertise is to a papa. going to do phone business. Let's not go there. But guess what? I was learning it from somebody. I saw this friend. Oyebuchi. Once I graduated from secondary school, one day the boy came to visit me. And I, said, I told my man, I tell him that I'm not around. <laughs> I need to change my life. <laughs> I said, What? I need to change. <laughs> I told him I'm not around. I realized that boy is trouble. <laughs> He's been to all kinds. The boy is doing all kinds of things. That I learned from him. Who was teaching me? 
Praise the name of the Lord. Hi! <laughs> Key. Okay, I will leave it like that. Yeah. I just, I never leave it like that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Kai, from my mother's womb, I was conceived in sin. But are you seeing solution? That they have the, the solution that they made for us. Is so much better than what? Why did they have to make solutions so much better than angels? So let's give you a piece. Let you know that no matter how far, no matter how deep you've gone with sin, sin program, with Satan teaching total age, there is no death, there is no death you can go to that this being so much better than angel cannot bring you out of amen. amen now somebody will now say to me that okay um brother james uh, i'm born again so all these things they are saying it doesn't apply to me um don't we still hear that people steal church money <laughs> are they not born again, born again i tell you they speak in tongues though so <laughs> Born again doesn't change your soul, who you are. It changes your spirit. So it has actually changed who you are because who you really are is your what? Is your spirit. But the expression of what you do. Hmm? Amen. Amen. The expression of what you do is still more or less the same. Amen. How do I know? Your tendencies don't change. Kai. Amen. Many people that used to love cars before they were born again, they still love cars. I'm just in that example. I'm not saying car is bad again. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I will let to be safe. <laughs> but are you getting this picture? The same way you still used to be into cars before you got born again. Very likely you will still be into cars after you got born again. What is it? What part of you is into cars? It's soul. Amen. Amen. And that's what God is after. Why? Why soul? Not just spirit. Amen. Amen. Who is with me this morning? The Bible says that the time is coming where they will not worship God on this mountain or that mountain. John chapter 4. But they that worship God must worship God in spirit and truth. For who? For God is So if God is spirit and he has one billion spirits, does that really help? <laughs> I don't know. It's good though. Thank God. Okay, they made heaven. Your spirit has made heaven. Okay, we bless God. But God is already a spirit. He I mean, doesn't need more spirit. He's a spirit. But God is not a soul. God made soul. Mm. It means soul has an eternal purpose also. Yes. Amen. Yeah. That soul is actually the land of dominion. Amen. Amen. So when they say kingdom of God, it's talking about the dominion of a king. But that king is a spirit. His dominion is your soul. 
am I communicating? Yes. Why? Because what do I see concerning Femi on earth? I don't see Femi's spirit. Femi's manifestation is Femi's soul. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Femi's expression, what Femi does, is out of how he thinks in his heart. The formulation of his soul. Amen. Amen. Are you seeing that why sometimes God emphasizes, you know, when the church tells us how to be, do things right, do this, don't do that, it's because people are watching outside. In many years, in times, over the years, that's, things are, when people watch, you know, sometimes they watch some children, so maybe some, let me just use the example of some, maybe some people, uh, some Christians that are mean to them. Do you know, that unbeliever, an increased veil has come by his soul against Christianity. Why? Because he was thinking that you represent Christ. Though you are born again, but what you showed the person was your soul. And that soul was not Christ. Mm-hmm. So the person will now go back and think, in this Christ, all these Jesus people, don't mind them. They are fakers, they are hypocrites, and this, they are that. Where did he get him from? He saw one Christian who exhibited his soul nature, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was not Christ. Mm-hmm. Then they now summarize, group summarize. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. And Satan likes to do that. Satan, in fact, will go and infiltrate and raise some darkness boys to be in church, to be pastors. For example, we all know this one. Uh, what's the name of that synagogue? <laughs> I didn't say his name. I just, I just, say, I just say synagogue. <laughs> uh, I have an apostle yellow man. <laughs> That guy cracks me up till today. <laughs> so if everybody is, if, if, if that's the first person you saw as a man of God, a pastor yellow <laughs> Excuse me, what, would you, what, what impression would you have of Christianity? Amen. And then, you know, the, the, that Satan is terrible. Satan will not be promoting such guys. <laughs> Without be promoting them, say this is the real pastor. Promoting them, why? Just to give a wrong impression of God of Christ. Amen. I'm going somewhere. We have not even we haven't really touched the message yet. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hmm. Because this morning God wants to bet us into righteousness. Mm? But in order to bet us into righteousness, are you with me? You have to recognize that righteousness and sin are not friends. Uh, They are not mates either. Righteousness is what? So much better than sin. Amen. Hallelujah. My brother, read from verse 8. But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Continue. Yes, sir. Verse 9. Thou art loved righteousness and hated iniquity. 
Therefore God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. And thou, Lord, in the beginning... That's okay, sir. Uh, let's pay attention here. Amen. Amen. Now we know where sin came from. We know what sin is. Amen. Where it, where it was originated from. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Why is it that whenever you have guilty conscience, when you know you've offended God, you have guilty conscience, you don't want to go to the presence of God? Why is it? Why is it like that? That day won't see you. <laughs> Yeah? It's for everybody. You, have, you just do you you be, be shy. You don't want to. You say, God, I don't want to. Let me know. It's true. I mean, you cannot deny that fact. Whenever you have guilty, you be careful. You want to. You know? Women, you come, you don't hide. Amen. Why is that? It's because the root of that thing that you committed that happened is the one that is pulling you. What's the root? Depart from the living God. That's where he's going. That's actually the problem. <coughs> if you can deal with that thing, if you can deal with that thing, that nature of wanting to depart, wanting to formulate life outside God, if you can deal with that thing, what have you entered? Salvation. That's salvation. <coughs> That's the salvation that they said. Work out your salvation with what? Fear and tremble. Who was he talking to? Excuse me. You're saying the Christians was Paul not writing to the church. You're writing to believers. You're telling church, now that you're born again. <laughs> now work out your salvation. Huh? You are saved. Your spirit is saved. But there's another one that you need to finish. That you need to work out. It's called soul. That one you need to work out in fear and trembling. Hallelujah. So, there is something Jesus did that got him reward. What did he do? Verse 9. Thou art loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God. Okay. Now, just pause. Now, thou art loved righteousness. Whose righteousness? The Bible says the righteousness of God, not so, revealed from faith to faith. So who is the one who is righteous? So loving righteousness is loving going to God. Hey. <laughs> who is the author of the righteousness they're talking about? God. So loving righteousness is that I love coming to God. You know, I don't know, recently... God is teaching me something about even you know that sometimes that even some things that I've calculated in my head it didn't make sense already by judgment and not even not even evil judgment I scripture judgment based on knowledge I know this is what is right this is what God wants I'm not even talking of evil judge this one I'm, I know this is what God wants sometimes God is just teaching me to just I was just still asking is am I, is it okay mm. even if I know it's right I know it's okay just that that. Is that that's that attitude is an attitude of salvation. Mm -hmm. It's the attitude of being a child. Mm -hmm. 
I just like him to ask God. Huh? And I want you to know that he that cometh to God must believe that he is. I ask God things and he answers. Huh? And do you know sometimes being quiet is also an answer? Yes. What does that mean when someone is quiet? It means if I tell you the truth, you may not be able to handle it now. So he's quiet. Mm. <laughs> what does that tell me? Whenever God is quiet, it tells me I should not do anything. I should wait. It's not yet time. Eventually, the answer may be yes. But it just means by it's not yet time. Right? Or it could mean that I'm not yet ready to hear the truth concerning the answer. So, even a non-answer is a what? Is an answer. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Is somebody being saved? This salvation talk. Soul salvation. So that you'll be able to express God on it. That's kingdom. You'll be able to express God on what? On it. That's kingdom. Amen? Amen. Well, he didn't just love righteousness. What did he also do? Okay. Meaning, you see, it's, it's one thing, but he has a double-edged sword. He loved coming to God and he hated turning away from God. He hated anything that would make God look the other way, not like him. And what makes God look the other way is called disobedience. Whenever that guy, enemy, is there, whenever Satan is there, I know. How do I know? After Satan had come to the garden, the same thing that Satan did when he first sinned, turned away from the living God, was the same thing Adam and Eve did when God was caught walking in the cool of the day. What did they do? They turned away, went to God and hide themselves. Do you see the nature? That's the nature of sin. It has already started the walk. The moment you start turning away from God, it means that you are carrying a seed. It means that somebody, somebody is trying to take over the Godhood over your head. The control over you. Anywhere you see that serpent, you see it there. Seeing light at the dawn, Nick came before long. Who got said we know? Came we carry pack his things and find one walking away from God. And then he began to what? Build cities by himself. Does God not like city? God has his own city now. But what this city, who, who was the one informing the architect of it? It wasn't God anymore. It was that sin that was knocking at his door. Yeah. It was Satan. Yes. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah? Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Everywhere. Should I give more examples? Let me give you an example even of our Lord when our Lord was dealing with the disciples. Our Lord went to go to Jerusalem. Satan entered Peter. Then Peter said unto him, <laughs> huh? I will not let you go. You won't go to Master. You won't go. And he said, Get thee behind me, Satan. For thou sinnest not the things that be of God, but then the things that be of man. 
Not long after, Peter denied Jesus three times. Yeah. What's that? What's that same attitude? Yeah. <laughs> hmm? It wasn't long after. Because when Jesus went to Jerusalem, what was going to happen next? Crucifixion. Crucifixion. So it means within matter of this, the same, probably the same week self. <laughs> within a, that same season, that Satan leaves that stink behind mm-hmm. whenever he comes to give you a seed. It's a stink of denying the Lord, mm-hmm. turning yourself away from God. Mm-hmm. He always leaves it behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise God. Every time you will see that thing there. So that is what, that's his root. That's what he uttered. And what it would take, amen? What it would take to delete that thing is what we call righteousness. Aha. Are we ready? Let's go to Hebrews chapter 5. Um, Femi, read for us verse 12. Okay. For when for the for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have needed that one teach you again, which be the first principle of oracle of God, and have become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in word of righteousness, for he is a baby. So let's pause. So, as have need of milk, so there is milk, then there is strong meat. Mm-hmm. In between milk and strong meat is word of righteousness. Mm-hmm. I'll explain. So there is strong meat, milk, then there is meat. Meat is word of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? Yes. Strong meat is God, meat is Christ. Mm-hmm. Milk, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost without the seven. Amen. Hallelujah. So Holy Ghost expressed as miracle signs and wonders without teaching. Because when you start entering into teaching, you are entering into meat. Meaning teaching, doctrine teaching. You are entering into meat. Now, okay. Let's let's take it slowly, slowly. Read verse 14, sir. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So strong meat is does not belong to those milk boys. Mm-hmm. Strong meat we belong to those who have exercised using the word of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So the middleman between milk, babyhood. And full son of Godship is meat. Mm. Mm? That's Christ. Mm-hmm. Righteousness mm-hmm. is the middleman. Mm-hmm. So you start with milk. Mm-hmm. Yeah? You have to start with milk. It just that's just how it is. Amen. You start with milk, but milk with milk does not 
help soul to change. That's the that's the problem with milk. Milk helps you to stay with God because of what God is providing. So milk will help you love God a little bit, help you have a nice affinity with God. Milk is will smoosh you a little bit. You get me? Make you like God a little bit. You know, you feel God. In other words, I feel you. You begin to feel God because he double double butter my bread, sugar my tea. I'm feeling him. Milk will make you have some sweetness with God. Amen. But milk does not change your nature. Amen. Amen. Milk does not change your content. Of the soul. I'm not lying. Milk does not change your content. Amen. Let me prove it to you. Amen. If all that, for example, you're after is this world, advancing in this world, milk can help you get this world. Hmm? But when you get, when God gives you the world, maybe milk will help you get the million dollar house that you've been dreaming of all your life. Milk can help you get it. But it has not changed you from that canal man that you are. Yes. That desire of liking the world, the flesh. Actually, it has not even helped. It has even made it <laughs> But God has to do it that way. To get you to taste, to taste and see that what? Because if you don't taste and see that the Lord is good, it will be difficult to endure meat. So God will allow, will allow you to be having some milk, meaning tasting and seeing that the Lord is good, that God can give you a house. God can give you things. God can make you this. God can make, He can do it, but really that's not what really He wants for you. There's something better. But in order to build a little bit of a relationship with you, He will do it. So, milk, milk boys, they are testifiers. <laughs> Milk, milk boys testify a lot of what God has done in their life. And it's good. Amen. It's milk. Praise the name of the Lord. So you, you have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. But why has it not changed you one bit? Because if God has given you a house, then what do you think God is? God can That's all God can do for you. Also. It has reinforced your previous carnal thoughts that God is a giver of houses. That's all. Don't go too far. All this was that people are saying, opening Hebrews. What is Hebrews? God can give me house. God can give me this. And I'm doing okay. What are you talking about? This is what? Do you see that? So milk cannot change a man. Amen. Milk can help you encourage a building relationship with God. So that you begin to see that God is actually interested in your life. God does not want you to suffer. God does not want you to be poor. God does not want you to be sick. That's what milk will do. When you start saying that God is a good God, then next, maybe when they introduce you to meat, word of righteousness, you will be able to receive it. God has to use that wisdom. But milk itself cannot change the content of your soul. Yes. Are you with me now? So, but what can change? Amen. What can change is what? Word of righteousness. I will not rush this thing. <laughs> I'm not going to rush it. What can change is what? Word of righteousness. 
Why? Verse 14. Verse 14. Let's see it. Why? Why? For strong means belonged to them that are of full age. Mm-hmm. Even those who by reason of use. You see, there is, there is walk. There is walk in meat. Amen. In milk, there is no walk. But once you enter meat, there is exercise. Who, by reason of use, have their senses. So now, you see, your soul is your heart and your mind. Their senses exercised yes. to discern. Now you are sharper. You can see. Before, milk will not allow you to discern good and evil. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Milk will not allow you to say that sometimes giving Femi a house that is not ready, so cannot handle, mm-hmm. is me doing him evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But rather, milk will generalize that giving Femi that thing is also always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody should have it. Not knowing that I can give, I can give Femi a house, and Femi, because of this way his soul is, he can handle it, and it won't, it won't cost him to have that attitude of departing from the living God. But give some people, maybe some people they've been serving in church for years. Just give them some, maybe six figure job. Ah, Pastor, God, Pastor, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> pastor, you know I'm busy now. <laughs> you know, like, things are just changing. What happened? Huh? They gave them some stuff. <laughs> and all of a sudden, that stuff. Cause that seed to expound inside them. Amen. Now all of a sudden, outside realizing that man, I can live my life outside God. Though. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Yes. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hi. I'm receiving pressure to rush this thing. I won't rush it. I wrote. This is where you have to learn life. This is where you have to learn how to be loving righteousness. So love righteousness is not easy. Not just, you're not just clapping your hands. I love righteousness. I love Jesus. I love right. No, it's exercise. There's work involved. There's work to loving righteousness. I want to help some people, maybe some people online who are not fully get understanding this. What do I mean by this work involved in loving righteousness? Just to help them, I will digress a little bit. Now we'll go back to Hebrews chapter 5. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2 from verse 8 to 10. Okay, you got this one. Thou put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not he, under him. Uh, is it Ephesians? Did I say Ephesians? I said Hebrew. Wow, I love Hebrews. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 to 10. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Mm-hmm. Not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Wonderful. So this scripture, without you can't read verse 8 alone without reading verse 10. Are we saying that? We can't read verse 8 alone without reading verse what? Because what are you really created for? For work. <laughs> Amen. 
unto good works which he has preordained that you should walk, do them, walk in them, walk man sheep. But they first had to eliminate your original works, the works you walk before you got born again. Because who who conceived those works? I was conceived in what? In sin. So before I got born again, every work I did was darkness. No matter how sound nice sounding they were, every work I did was conceived by sin. Amen. That's why that tree doesn't only have evil, it also has good. Mm-hmm. But it's still the tree of it's still the same tree. Mm-hmm. So there are some men who were good men <laughs> before they got born again. Amen. But that good, that good is not a pure good. It's not good for or for unto God. For example, I can be a philanthropist, giving stuff, but I'm not doing it unto God. Amen. Am, am I not doing good? But I'm not doing, after I finish giving, all the people I give to, when they want to figure out what my life, look at my life, and when they now look at my life, they now find out I'm an atheist. What have I really done? Have I done good? Because I've just encouraged them that you can do good and not know God. <laughs> So even though the act that I did was good, what was following it behind was that same seed. The, that seed of good that they just did ministered to some people. That, okay, if this man can do it, he's an atheist, he doesn't, and he's even the one even blessing me. Why am I even designing myself the Bible and God? Huh? People will start thinking, that thought, that thought will start coming to people. Amen. But let me not go too much into that. But are we seeing here, Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. That God had to deal, if God did not make that statement, not of your works, lest any man should boast, it would, that thing would have been a problem. Because many people will be getting born again and refusing to change because they think they are good men. Hmm. So God had to tell you that the reason you got born again was absolutely nothing that you did before. It's totally by my grace. But guess what? Now that you are born again by my grace, I have work for you to do. I have work for you to do. It's called workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And this good works, this workmanship is Hebrews chapter 5 that we are reading. The exercise of learning righteousness so that you can discern good and evil. Praise the name of the Lord. Excuse me, do you know, it's not easy to discern between good and evil. And I'm not lying to you. There are many things that many Christians have done over the years that they thought they were doing good and doing God's will and doing God's stuff, not knowing that, unfortunately, they were helping. They were helping the devil. And God will not count it against them. Do you know why? They did that out of ignorance. So God will not count it against them. Should I give you a very good example? In the 60s and 70s, right in the US, in this Western world, see how the Western world decadence has route this place. Who built most of these things here? Satan is claiming that he's one, he's not doing anything, he's a thief. It's Christians. Churches are building hospitals, they're building schools. You go to many schools, Catholic school, this one Catholic school, this one Catholic school. They were the ones who were building that concept. They were preaching that people need to go to school. They are the ones who were really enforcing, preaching that thing. Amen. And to anybody who sees it, even, even it's still today, it's still good. 
Not so? Everybody who says they were doing a good thing, building university, building school, building hospitals. Um, but now most of those schools, those hospitals, who has taken them over? Hmm? Who has taken them over? For example, who built Concordia University in Edmonton? Was it not a Christian school? Are they still a Christian school? They've changed. They dropped it. They are not anymore. Because of funding. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Well, it's, it's not rocket science. I knew that was the direction they are going. You don't have to dig at me. Uh, a few years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. Don't be surprised. I know it's not it's not something that is shocking. It's going to happen because, uh, amen. <laughs> you see, imagine all if all that soul energy and all that investment was used rather to build people up in the world of righteousness. Mm-hmm. How different their society will be today. Mm-hmm. But to everybody, they were doing good. And it makes sense. It was good. Amen. But you know, to me, in my mind, anything that the world can do better, I'm not even going to bother. If you build a hospital, they can build 10 hospitals. So that's not God's will for my life. I can even help. It's a good thing. If they say they're building a hospital, there's no hospital in Edmonton. And with the Christians, let's gather. I will donate. <laughs> let's build the hospital. But as I'm donating, I'm teaching. <laughs> Word of righteousness. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> 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 and I'm doing it. I'm doing what? I am teaching all of righteousness. Yeah. I wish saying that it's not easy. There are many things that we define as good in this world that are not good. Let me even shock you even more. There's something that maybe 15 years ago God instructed the pastor to do it, and it was good. But season has changed. If you do that same thing, it's now evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. And I know a very good example of it. In the 40s, after during the Second World War, 40s, 1940s, I'm using American church as an example, when Hagin, Hagin, Hagin was praying, interceding, and God gave him revelation that God wants people to, his people to prosper. Then, what was the prevailing revelation of the church? That if you are a Christian, you must be poor. If you have more than one trouser. <laughs> it's something wrong with you. So that's where they came out from and they began to war. And while he was preaching that God wants people to prosper, he was also facing backlash from those who feel that if you are rich as a Christian, then you are the devil. But we were warring and preaching it and preaching it from the 40s. Then it got to a time where that ministration had began to get dominion in America in the 70s and 80s. But after a while, Egan was still watching. It seemed turned from gaining dominion and was now entering into excess. Amen. It seemed turned from what? Gaining dominion and turning into excess. So in 1985, thereabouts, Hagen called a meeting with all his sons in the ministry, Copeland, Kirk, the Dollar, all these guys. He called them into a meeting and told them that this 
word of pro- this word of faith that we are preaching that is not just for prosperity alone. It's for many things. And he was warning them that they should balance their message. Then in that meeting, Kenneth Copeland got up and said, Ha, ah, we did not know we are sorry. He says, I will change from today. Amen. So, now today, because prosperity message has now been overblown, in doing, teaching prosperity like that is no longer good. I don't know if you are communicating. In the 40s, it was good. But now, it's no longer good. Because what are you doing? You're actually injuring souls from learning righteousness. Because we are in a day where if we are too much in the flesh, carnality too much, especially the society we are facing, we will not make it. The amount of strength it will take to survive this day, it will take exercise. One of righteousness exercise to be able to descend good and evil. Are you saying it's okay? So this is the reason why you will need exercise of wall of righteousness so that you can discern what? It means without word of righteousness you can't discern good and evil. You'll be calling good evil and evil good. Your judgment will be unbalanced. I want to give you another example. Why is it that I remember when Femi and Bemi, their traditional wedding in a church, mm-hmm. they were about to, it was in the summertime, they were doing Pride Parade in Calgary. They now put a post over the church that they are going to end their service early so that they can go and support this thing. When, at what point did that become good? At what point did that become community <coughs> service? Number seven, our community by joining Parade. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing the, the sleep? Is that thing? What caused that? When the pressure of the society are not having word of righteousness, they couldn't descend between God and evil. Rather, how would they judge it? I want to no, let's let's see from their place, from their angle. We can't just criticize them. Mm-hmm. Let's see from their angle. Their angle was that this is how we love our neighbors. Mm-hmm. That Jesus wants to show love. That even though we may not be okay with their distance, but we have to show them love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, by the time somebody comes to preach that to his church, the people will now think that this is a good thing to do. That we will not all agree with what they are doing. But let's go and show them love. And, you know, pass the faith. But what is that? From God who is sitting on the throne looking at that church. What is he seeing? Evil. Mm-hmm. But if they are so, what are they seeing? They are doing good. Jesus. In these days, we need word of righteousness. To descend between what? Amen. This is awesome. I'm still going somewhere. Amen. Stay with me. Pay attention. I want to give you an even better example. Kai. I want to give you an even better example. Nobody should blame Peter. Yeah. Hmm? Don't blame Peter. If I was there, I would have done the same thing. Somebody 
I just by revelation, I've never heard revelation in my life before. By revelation, I came to find out that you are thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. Meaning you are the Son of God. And then the Son of God now tells me, on this rock I will build my church. What what do you expect me to start thinking? Ministry has started. <laughs> <laughs> Not so? <laughs> on this rock I'll build my church. Yay! Now the time has come. We've been following this man three years, three and a half years. We, he hasn't, he hasn't, it looks like he has been a nomadic farmer. Mm-hmm. Going from one place to another. Finally, we can now settle and build church. <laughs> but come on, what do you expect the guy to think? A normal person will just think that, okay, okay, yes. Now, it deduces that, okay, it's time. Then, not too long after, a few weeks later, the same man says, I'm going to, I'm going to Jerusalem and go and die. Wait, 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 hold on here. Hold on, stop. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute. Wait. Stop. Ah, <laughs> uh, you have something to get. So sometimes you just say some things. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you say things, don't you? <laughs> you are tired of your I've been here for a while. <laughs> Sometimes you don't talk. You get me? It's like maybe Peter will say, is, it, "Is this that is flesh and blood ministration again? If you eat my flesh, drink my blood." They like kind of thing. <laughs> Amen. Praise. So let's let's see from Peter's mind. What did Peter honestly think he was doing at that time? Good. Honestly. And anybody, if you check, if you go and if you go and do a survey, just maybe go on the streets of Israel and they were doing a survey, we want to do a poll that this is the situation. Our master said that he must go to Jerusalem and die, but it's supposed to be he said he wants to build a church. So excuse me, what do you say? What do you think he should do? Should he go and die or should he stay with us? <laughs> After you are done with the poll, what will happen? You will find that 99% of people will say that the good thing for Jesus to do is to stay with us. But if Jesus stayed with us, what would that what would God see that as? Is evil. Why? Because Tona you won't be born again. There will be no hope for me. No hope for a gentile. I wish to picture this. That if you don't know that, neither will be. You'll be in your village. <laughs> Without that, no, no, the clothes. <laughs> I don't know if they have this step there. <laughs> Hopeless creatures. Hopeless creatures. That's what we'll be. Yet, at that moment, Somebody who does, cannot discern good and evil will say that it is good that Jesus does not go and die. This is serious. This is why meat, all of righteousness, is important. It's important. It's imp- even for your own soul. You, it means that you can be doing evil and think you are doing good. Why? Because you are missing all of righteousness. It means that somebody can be out of sincerity loving God. You can be sincere in loving God. I bet you not all the Pharisees were evil. Some of them out of sincerity to protect God and God's name they're fighting Jesus. You can be honest. 
honestly thinking you are doing good, yet you are doing what? Evil. That was Paul, right? That was Paul. Thank you. That was the exact concept of Paul. Fervently. Pharisee of the Pharisees, thinking he was doing good. Until what happened? His eyes was opened. Christ visited him. Amen. Amen. But beyond that, even not beyond that day of what happened, beyond just that, you know, Paul's one was a bit of an excess. But even after, do you get me? Now, even Peter, even after Peter has gone through things, made the mistake of cross denying him three times. Later on, Peter still came to Paul in Greece and was trying to convert the Grecians to be doing Jewish customs. Uh, after all, your master is a Jew. Is mm. Jesus not a Jew? <laughs> so he was trying to. And do you see? Do you know how difficult it would have been for Paul to admonish Peter? Mm-hmm. Because Peter was his leader. Mm-hmm. Peter was the one who made a Jew in the century. <laughs> and your Jew comes and tells you, "No, let's be doing Jewish customs." Paul, but Paul had a revelation. Paul had exercised the word of righteousness. He discerned it. And so, that that thing that Peter did, even though Peter thought he was doing good and serving God, it was evil. Praise the name of the Lord. Can I continue? Now let's go back to that scripture, verse 14. Okay, read for us again. Hebrews. Mm -hmm. So, are you seeing why those who love righteousness are rewarded? Hebrews 5 verse 14 But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Both good and evil. So now, for he loved righteousness and hated iniquity. God, therefore, even thy God had anointed thee, blessed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm. God trusted this man. This man, not only can he see, discern what good is and what evil is, he also chooses the good and he shuns the evil. Remember that scripture? Which scripture is that? I think it's Isaiah. That he learned how to, he chose the good. Uh huh. And he shall learn to choose. Can we find it? Can somebody help me? Femi. What I'm called. I believe it's Isaiah. It is Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God. Isaiah 7, verse. Read it. Who is there? Anyone who is there? Butter and honey shall he eat, okay. that he may know to refuse the evil Aha. and choose the good. And choose the, what is butter and honey? That's word of righteousness. Mm-hmm. So what Isaiah, what is that? That's Isaiah 7.15. Yes. It's a representation. What is, what is the root of butter? Oil. Mm-hmm. Anointing. 
when you eat meat, there's there's some oil in it, isn't there? Uh, you can't do it literally like that. Don't be literal. I'm not being fat. Just saying. But really, do you know what it, it meant? It was actually referring to meat and milk. Because mm -hmm. milk is sweet, like honey. Mm -hmm. And meat has oil. Not so you know meat when you cook meat it has natural oil in it. Aha, mm -hmm. woman will know that one more. <laughs> <laughs> you know that one? <laughs> it has natural oil in it. So butter and honey will they eat. So you will learn because you need milk first, yeah. then meat, yeah. then her. So you can now be your eyes now begin to after you've tasted that the Lord is good, then you now need to, need to begin to exercise to be able to discern good and evil. So that you then after that. Amen. There's still one more step. After you are able to discern, mm -hmm. one of righteousness is just so you can discern what is good and what is evil. That's all. Strong meat is now to now do. do. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Am I communicating? Yeah. Am I communicating? Yes. So strong meat is to do what? Is to do. That's why it's called knowledge and obedience. Yeah. In meat, you are learning Christ. Mm -hmm. In God, you are doing God. Mm -hmm. You are obeying. So after you've exercised and you're not able to discern between good and evil, to now just now gather the strength to obey and do good. Praise the name of the Lord. I won't rush this thing. But don't worry, it's get we are moving along. We're almost there already. Amen. We're almost there already. Glory to God. Why? By the time you've been exercised, stay with me. Mm -hmm. By the time you've been exercised and you now know what good is and what evil is, hey! You now realize that, wow, so all my life, see my life, you now realize that there are not many people who are doing good. Mm -hmm. Amen? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you a secret. Obeying God, doing righteousness, can be a lonely, lonely road. <coughs> Are you with me? Doing righteousness can be a what? Lonely road. Because by the time you get there, you realize that, oh my God. Ah, so this thing that I thought was good was not good. This thing I thought was good was not good. So what is good? Then they now show you good. I'm like, wow. So many people are not doing good yet. When I mean good, what God calls good, not what men call good. Mm? What men called good was that Jesus should be the king of the Jews. <laughs> what God called good is that he's not just the God of the Jews anymore now. He wants to reach out to the Gentiles. So Jesus actually died. When he died on the cross, he died. What did they put on his head? King of the Jews also. He died to it. And then he resurrected as a new king. King of kings. See? King of the Jews. Now, king of kings. Meaning king of the whole earth. Are you seeing promotion? Amen. 
Are you saying I was by obeying, by obedience? What happened, what happened to Jesus? He was promoted from just that name, that status, just King of Jews only. He inherited a, a more excellent name, King of Kings. But Jesus was lonely in the Garden of Gethsemane. In fact, even got angry with disciples. They were supposed to be like, Pray for me, Lord! So you're not my condition right now. He was, he was in pain. What was gushing out of Sweat, blood sweat. Pain. Because of the demand of the obedience. Thank God he did it. Because me, I cannot do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> I thought I was seeing blood coming out of my face. I said, thank God, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's costing business again. <laughs> this is what I passed my power. I know I love you, but man. This is my kid. <laughs> wow. But for the joy that was set forth ahead of him, he endured that pain. Yet, what was happening that day? Amen. I'm just taking you through different images. Different images. What was happening that day? Imagine, okay, imagine I'm Jesus, we are the disciples. What was happening that day when I was praying? I was praying. Oh, the disciples were like, what's this one proof? What's going on now, now? Ah, yesterday things were just working. Now the Christ, now the Son of God. Okay, you have to die. But they didn't really get the concept. They understand. Like, oh, you're a king. Oh, Jesus, you're gonna die. They didn't really get it. What was happening? What was the problem? One had word of righteousness to descend good and evil. The others did not. <laughs> so, by the time you descend good and evil, what would you find out? That it's a lonely not many people are doing it. Mm-hmm. Not many people are doing what I'm doing it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you still with me? Yes. Well, then Jesus went ahead and did it. He will shut down, my brother. This is awesome. This is beautiful. This is salvation part. Are you seeing salvation? Mm-hmm. Salvation, let me tell you what salvation is. Salvation is be able to be able to sight to see good and evil and then decide to go for the good. That is salvation. Amen. Anybody who cannot discern good and evil is not yet saved. Because you can now end up doing evil and you would know it. It means you are not saved yet. To be saved means that anytime evil is coming, you can see it. You can discern it. And you can turn away from it. Just to be safe. To be safe, right? Amen? Think about it. If any time, maybe every time you can foresee that you may get an accident on the road, what would you do? You avoid that path. You go another direction. Amen. I remember there was one day. I just made this example again. Hebrews chapter one, right? There was one day I was driving. Amen. On 99th Street, we were walking the south. I was driving 
since last year, Nine Street. And normally, to get home quicker, I take the highway Wengreski. No, White Mall. White Mall with uh, like a highway. Wengreski is like another highway. Just chap chap, chap boy. <laughs> Amen. But this day, as I was about to approach White Mall, the Lord told me that I should just keep going straight, use 99 Street, and pass through downtown and go home. <laughs> because it doesn't make sense. The wide road. I, was, I now look at the white one because I'll see before I can talk. The place was free. It was a free. I was like, look at this wide road. Free. Narrow road. It would take me at least 10 minutes extra. Amen. It would take me at least 10 minutes extra to go through downtown to go home than to take this white one. Amen. But then I decided to take the white mod. So after two minutes, I now find out why. <laughs> why they told me this all along. There was an accident and blocked the whole place. I now had extra 30 minutes to reflect on my decision. <laughs> to humble myself before the Almighty God. <laughs> Enough time to teach. <laughs> <laughs> but you see that if every time, because of exercise, you're able to descend between good and evil, meaning two roads, mm-hmm. so you know exactly every time when evil is coming, the evil road. Mm-hmm. Do you know how I always know the evil road? It, it will give me a feeling of departing from the living mm-hmm. love. No matter how good he appears, mm-hmm. you'll give me a feeling not to come to. It may not even be that I'll stop, just maybe reduce a little bit, maybe exchange one thing that normally I would do for God in my service for something just to take me away. That'll be taking me away. That's how I descend. You can see it. When you've exercised yourself, when you've been exercised, you'll be able to see it. So, are you seeing how you can be safe descending? When you're able to see every time that evil is coming. Amen? Are you able to know the good part? You are safe. Because you can now choose the good. Mm-hmm. Praise the name of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But if after you've been able to discern, you now choose the evil. That's who Hebrew was talking about. That there is no more what? Remission of sins. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else we can do for you. Mm-hmm. You're already safe. <laughs> you can see where evil is coming and see what is good. You can choose the good and you decide to choose evil. It can't help you. I'm sorry. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But Hebrews chapter 1, what did Jesus choose? Mm-hmm. Verse 9. Mm-hmm. Thou art not righteousness and in iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above So, reward is for what? Obedience, doing righteousness, loving righteousness. Amen. Let's go to Revelation chapter 22. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) 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 I say, whenever I go to Revelation, I'm so the messages. (laughs) We are rounding it up. 
Wow. Oh my god, that's deep. <laughs> Are you alright? <laughs> Praise God. Uh, 22 verse Yeah, chapter 22 Verse 12, sir And behold, I come quickly And my reward is with me To give every man according as his work shall be Is everybody there? Mm-hmm. 22 verse 12 22 verse 12 And behold Yes, sir I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according to as his work shall be. So, what reward for what? what? For work. Are you seeing? Mm-hmm. What's the reward for? Mm-hmm. For work. Not for getting born again. That one you will make heaven because you are born again. Okay. Amen? Mm-hmm. But what's reward for? The same way Jesus was rewarded by his father after he had done work. What was his work? Loving righteousness. Do you know it takes work and it's an exercise. It's work. To hear Christ, hear this message is to hear it, then do it is exercise. It's work. You are walking. Your soul is walking. Mm-hmm. Verse 14. Bless the day that do his, his commandments. Do. Walk. There's reward for walk. This walk is first the exercise, meaning the hearing of the knowledge, hearing of righteousness, then using it to begin to exercise your senses so that you can discern between good and evil. Meaning judgment is changing. The way you used to judge things before should be different now. Yes. As a result of what? What you are hearing. Aha. This is what we have come to bless us with. Yeah. Judgment. Yes. Amen. 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 I, I was sensing there was a blessing before I started the ministration coming. Every single one of us, those online as well, you are blessed. Amen. God is blessing you. Amen. Judgment is coming. What's the judgment? You begin to see more clearly what evil really is. Mm. Meaning the, you begin to see evil from its roots. Mm. Yeah, okay. So if I step here, I will begin to... I see the end of this. I will begin to depart from God. Yeah. Mm. I won't go there. Aha. That's the judgment. Then choosing the good. Not so. Amen. Amen. Back to Hebrews chapter 1. Hallelujah. I'm loving this. I hope I'm making sense. You are. Let's let's start from verse 8. 7, actually. And of the angels he said, Who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers of flame of fire? But unto the Son he saith, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. 
Thou art loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, had anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Wow. Verse 10. That's okay. No, it's okay. Jesus Christ. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, we give you praise. Thank you, Lord. See the man child rising. God is in the midst of heart. Who knows that song? This Jesus that we see, behold, we see. This Jesus that we see, he's alive. Okay, help me. Thank you. No. Great I am. Great I am that I am. Ella is a man. Great I am that I am. Ella, 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 Ella. Eli, 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 he's God and the man, Adonai, Eli. Let's sing it. Eli, 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 he's God and the man, Adonai, Eli. Baby, help us. This Jesus that you see, oh, you see, this Jesus that you see, he's a man, son of God, he's a man, great I am that I am, Eli, he's a man, great I am that I am. He's God and the man
administration. So I see Christ. He is the God of Christ. He is the High.
Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. Thank you, my father. Um, Carol, they interpreted my tongues. As we were singing, uh, I, I saw uh, my tongues blessing from the throne. That's what he was saying with Jesus holding the scroll. Blessing. So I'm bringing blessing from my throne to you. Blessing from my throne. A blessing was coming from my throne. Blessing. Blessing. These blessings are coming in form of judgment for some. For some, it's even an oil of gladness in a measure. Uh, these are blessings. These are blessings. Uh, Effie, uh, concerning you, oil is coming upon your life. Uh, oil of joy, gladness. I see that in the spirit. For your faithfulness and for your labor, with which you have loved the walk, the Lord is bringing on joy to you. The Lord is bringing oil of gladness, a measure even unto your soul, that you will taste and see. And know that the reality of what God can give, He's just giving you a measure of it, but it is more for you. As you begin to obey, as you begin to move forward in obedience, you will see it begin to grow up. But He's going to give you a taste of it, a measure of it, so that you will know the reality of it, saith the Lord. Thank you, my Father. We give you praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I had to stop because something came. <laughs> Presence came. Amen. I began to see then. I began to see something in the spirit. That stuff. And most of it was interpreted, but I was going to interpret it once with Kerry mostly this toxic what they were saying. Praise the name of the Lord. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Are we ready? I won't take much more of your time. But this is blessing. Uh, just Hebrews chapter 1, verse 7, 8 and t 9. That's all. 8 and 9. We're going to just spend time there. That's it. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8. But unto the Son is said, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. Thou art loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Thou, therefore, God, even thy God, art anointed to the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Wonderful. Oh, my God. Where do I start? So, okay, from 8 and 9, what did Jesus do? What did Jesus do? It says that um, I feel like eight is a result of nine. Yeah, uh -huh. is it? Yes, yeah, with me. Yes. So eight is what eight was part of the reward. He got, <laughs> and he got a reward because he did. Yes. He did a loving. He did a loving of righteousness, of righteousness. and a hating of iniquity. He married God. He also submitted to God. He sub that, that's the marriage. It's submission. He came to God. Because the righteousness was the righteousness of God. He came to God and deleted the parting. Jesus essentially did till death do us part. Hmm? For better or for worse, I will never turn from you. That's what Jesus did. And because he was the first to do it, God began to... <laughs> 
Can't be guy to say all kinds of things concerning him. Things that he is not lawful for him to be saying. No, do you get me? I don't know if you get for him to say to a man that I throw no God, calling somebody oh God, but he's already God. He now called another being, oh God. Are, are you with me? <laughs> he doesn't say that often, does he? So it means that what Jesus did, loving righteousness and hating iniquity is something that can trigger pleasure out of God. Whew. That God will begin to say things concerning you that he not, doesn't normally say to men. Hmm? Another person whom God began to say things concerning that he has not said to normal men before was David. David was also a lover of righteousness. What is it to be love righteousness? Love is real. Obedience, obeying is real. What was God's will that David loved? A man after my heart, right? Who would do all my will? What was that will? God was looking for a tabernacle, the house. David said he's going to do, build God's house. Amen. Huh? David said he's going to do what? Build God's house at night, midnight. God woke me late enough. Wake up, wake up, my prophet. Something has happened in Israel that Moses did not do. I'm not going to say something has happened in Israel, not even currently. Something has happened in Israel that since the formation of Israel, nobody has done it. Wake up, Nathan. Wake up. Go to David and tell him, who are you that this thought occurred to your heart? That you would think to build me a house. That day, what did they now call the throne of God? They call it the throne of David. So it means that, but men have served God before. Moses served God. Abraham served God, but God did not call his throne by the throne of Abraham or the throne of Moses. Remember Nathan's, what Nathan narrated to, know, to David that God told him? That God was telling Nathan that Moses, my servant, who was saw my face, did not think to build me a house. Who is this small boy? Where did this thought come from? To love righteousness. Moses did not even love righteousness like David just did. It means to love God. Show me you love God. And I'll tell you how much righteousness do you love? How much obedience? How much will of God are you loving? Are you doing? That's the evidence that you love me. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. Praise the name of the Lord. If you love me, you do what? You will obey my commandments. It means that that one triumphs over everything else. So Jesus was loving righteousness, hating iniquity, hating departing, hating iniquity. Then, therefore, God, even thy God, had anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellow. But not just that. He says, thy throne, O God. Amen. Somebody loved righteousness. They say, thy throne, O God, is for what? Forever and ever. Because of what you have done. You have an eternal throne. You are now eternal. Forever and ever. Then he now says, This same righteousness that you love, verse 8, is what? Shall become the dominion, the scepter, meaning the strength of your what? Of your kingdom. For the scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. So what you have done, 
Use it to dominate and show men what to do to please me. Amen. This is just for somebody. Amen. If you want to finish, this is now strong it. Amen. If you want to finish. Now, it says what? A scepter of righteousness. This same righteousness that you loved. That made me call you, oh God. <laughs> that God, even thy God, and anointed him with the oil of gladness. That made me call you, oh God. God calling another being God. Hmm? That's why we sang that song. He's God and what? A man. When he, became, when he came to earth, he wasn't God. He stripped himself of Godhood. Go and read Philippians chapter 2. He became as, found himself as fashion of a man. Meaning he removed God. What became flesh? That's what it means. He actually became flesh. Flesh is not God. Flesh and blood cannot inherit my kingdom. He actually became flesh. He actually became man. Baby crying that Herod can kill. That Joseph has to protect and take him away to Egypt. Huh? Can you kill God? You can't. So if Herod, why would they take him away? Because at that point in time, he was a baby. Just like you were a baby when you were born. Just to show us journey of going back to God. Amen. So he was a man who journeyed back to his father. And he took back that status called Logos, the word of God. Amen. I'm just saying that for somebody. If someone is questioning, what does it mean? That he was already God before he came. No. He actually stripped himself of Godhood. Humbled himself. Amen. Amen. And became, found himself as fashion of a man. And by reason of journeying. Amen. Pleasing God. In his final prayer before he died. was like, God give me the glory I had with you. Before the time began. Make, it, make me back to God. That was his final prayer. And he did that by loving righteousness, by obedience. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But he did not just do that for himself. The Bible says in bringing many sons into glory. He did that not just for himself, but for you and I also. Now, amen. Let's finish this. For thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore God, even thy God, had anointed thee with gladness above thy is he above thy enemies? No. It means that there are going to be other people who will also have oil of. But nobody can have it like Jesus. He didn't say above thy enemies. Enemies are not his mates. You know, it's by the time you are entering all of gladness, Satan is already under your feet. Satan is not your problem. <laughs> Satan is not your problem. So he's not saying, I all of God above the enemies. That would have been inaccurate. You don't need all of gladness to be above the enemies. What you need is to exercise the word of righteousness, to discern between good and evil. So when you choose the good, you're already above your enemy. <laughs> the moment you can discern good and evil, it means that your, your enemy is under your feet. It means you can choose not to eat a seed anymore. So all of gladness doesn't have anything to do. All of gladness is a reward for overcoming Satan, overcoming the world. It's a reward for your work of exercise of righteousness for overcoming now he has fellows amen can we say that he has what meaning a fellow means they also have that gladness they have a portion amen they have a what a portion of what 
that same oil of aha and that is your reward so if you are thinking about what is my final reward for all of this for all the labor even that lonely place that you may be of the same good and evil that nobody is seeing why should i choose the good why should i endure the shame of it being alone being different why should i obey righteousness it's because there's what a reward and that reward is called what oil of gladness praise the name of the lord hallelujah please give me five minutes jesus christ why is it a reward and why is it a reward that is forever and ever amen, amen. Do you know, there are many things that make us happy, joyful on it. For example, I can just buy a brand new car. Oh my God. Oh, maybe, hey, you bought this keyboard, right? Wow. It makes you happy. It makes you joyful. But after a while, it's just there. It's, just, it's like when I bought my SUV. After a year or two, it feels everybody are just, you know, making sure I'm driving, it was clean, everything, you know. But after a while, I start seeing all that SUVs, the way they move, and stuff like that. I start wondering, I'm like, Ah, was I so stupid? Why did I not pick that one when I was trying to say? You get this? The thing, when it fades, then what will happen with the joy? It will also fade. It means that any joy that is ephemeral can be touched. Mm. But there's a joy, it's called oil of gladness. Mm. Now when that joy comes inside you, nothing may be working in your outside, but you are glad. You have strength. For the joy of the Lord is my strength. Have you seen whenever someone, when you are excited, in an excited state, what happens to you? You are in a strengthened state. Check it. Whenever somebody, let's say I call somebody and the person is happy. Hey, that talk that day, the way the scripture will open that day. Because the person is excited. The person has strength to receive what I am saying. But if I call for someone, maybe the, person, the first thing I hear is going to be one bad news. First thing will just douse my anointing. And before I now will start opening the Bible and trying to first have to first spend the first hour encouraging the person before I teach him. So you see that. So joy is what? Is strength. Amen. And this oil of gladness that's called the reward is a strength, is a joy that not it wasn't dependent on what you got in the flesh or not it just came as a reward so meaning it is there nobody can touch it nobody can access it for example if i feel that this keyboard gives you joy i'm your enemy all i need to do is to get this keyboard i've gotten your joy <laughs> amen but oil of gladness is not based on this it's not based on this it's not based on this all of gladness is his own entity is his own thing on the inside I have no way, no remote control, nothing I can use to touch you, to get you to stop being joyful. That's oil of gladness. And that's why it's a reward. Praise the name of the Lord. And it's actually your reward for your labor of exercise of righteousness. And what is good that we see the reward so that you'll be strengthened to continue the pursuits. Yes, that was the joy. That was the same joy. This is what Jesus saw, set forth ahead of him, that he endured the shame and the pain. It strengthened him to endure because he saw that 
Amen. Ah, he did this. You know, Hebrews was written after he resurrected. Let's see. This same Hebrews is in Psalm 45. Last scripture, I promise. Psalm 45. Verse 6. Psalm 45, verse 6. I read it. Psalm 45, verse 6. Thy throne, are we there? Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, had anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. <laughs> the same scripture. But from verse 1, it was a prophecy concerning Jesus to come. He says, my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Meaning I'm ready to prophesy. This was a prophecy concerning the king who is to come. And that prophecy, Jesus would have seen it. And known that if I was to obey righteousness, if I was to finish this obedience, this going to the cross, this fusion with God, rather than being the king of the Jews, let me go to my God and present my and fuse myself with my God, marry my God, let me obey my God. Amen. He did that, knowing fully well that what was coming. Oil of gladness, which no man can touch. That's why after he resurrected, he had the oil. Nobody can touch him anymore. Satan cannot touch him. Even from hell, he was preaching. He didn't just rush out of hell after resurrection. He stayed there to preach. And then the Bible says he led captivity captive. He came with a train. He wasn't rushing. He now says, I have the keys of hell and death. When you have oil of gladness, there will be no more haste. Because your joy is not dependent on outside. It's not dependent on whether men can touch you, flog you, kick you, or give you things or take it away. Your oil is from the inside. It's a reward which God give it. That has nothing to do with the circumstance of your life. Praise the name of the Lord. And this is also our reward. Because we are going to be, we are his fellows. So God can give this oil of gladness in measures. He gave it to Jesus without measure. The more you obey, the more you love righteousness, the more the measure of your heart. Praise the name of the Lord. Our Father, we thank you today. We give you praise for this solemn assembly, this wonderful session of intercession and prayers and word. Father, we honor you, God, because we have been blessed. Our Father, we exalt your holy name. Father, I pray for every soul who is hearing me today, who will online as well, and who will hear me in the future concerning this day. May they be blessed in the name of Jesus. And may you bring salvation to them. Eyes that they... You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim